Welcome to Episode 17 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today, Keith begins a series of conversations on time stewardship. As the new year begins, we need to stop spending time and start investing time. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. I want to read to you a verse of scripture that has really helped me in some of the things that I know that every person who thinks that they're busy faces. So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Did you notice I said who thinks they're busy? (laughs) You don't have to think you're busy because you probably in reality really are. But I'll tell you, having a busy mindset is one of the things that will zap your mental, spiritual, emotional energy and will keep you from being productive. This passage is interesting because in it, God is showing his displeasure with his followers' stewardship of time. The verse before, they say, you know, Lord, we don't want you to be angry with us anymore, so teach us to number our days. Teach us to assign our days. So as we look at the calendar now that we're in a new year and we're planning everything, how does this year look different than last year or the year before? And it's as simple and difficult as this, assigning your days, just like you assign your money. You take a $5 bill out of your wallet and you assign it to this. You take a $20 bill out of your wallet and you assign it to that. You give that money a particular job to accomplish. And we need to give our days particular jobs to accomplish. And it's that tension between the macro balance, looking at the whole 365-day-a-year calendar, and the micro balance. But here's what the Lord taught me many years ago. Every day, he deposits 24 hours into my bank account. No more, no less. Nobody gets more. Rich people don't get more. Smarter people don't get more. Older people don't get more. Younger people don't get less. Everybody gets the same amount. It's the one thing we're all completely equal at. So it's the one thing that if we do really well at, we will excel at. Because it will set us out on a different pace to accomplish something. Managing our time or allowing the Lord to manage his time through us is really one of the keys to stewardship. I like to say it like this. God invented time so that man could measure himself. God is eternal. We will live in eternity. When we kick off this earth, there are not going to be any clocks in heaven. Those clocks are here now that we can measure our progress because we're only given so many years and so many breaths. So how looking at that do you start? Well, here it is. Teach us to number our days. Start numbering our days. What does that look like for somebody who has a whole lot of stuff going on in their life? It means breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. Now, this is what I hear from leaders directly and sometimes by innuendo. My life is so confusing. My life is so unscripted. 
my life has so many things happening to it uh, that I have no control over that it's really hard for me to have a schedule. You know, that's exactly backwards. That's why you need to have a schedule. That'd be like a defense of captain on a football team saying, you know, this other team, they run the ball good. They pass the ball good. They do pass read options. They do, you know, end arounds. They do uh, play action passes. They, you know, they have so many different gadgets in their offense. We might as well not prepare. Just see what happens. Well, you'd say, wait a minute, that's crazy. The the more sophisticated that offense is, the more tricky they are, the more things we need to be ready for. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. The trickier your life is, the more uh, variations there is, the more disciplines you need to be with setting schedules. Will your schedule be interrupted? Absolutely. But that just means that you know exactly where it was interrupted, and you go back and pick up the pieces. Many good leaders have good intentions to get to things, but because they're not on a schedule, when they get interrupted, they never go back to that very place where they were lost. Let's just take a look at at a day. I heard a great salesman say one time that he divided his day into four categories. And I like this line of thinking because this is bite size. His his four categories were things that happened before 10 o'clock. He believed that it was important that you got something tangible done before 10 o'clock. And I guess that all depends on how soon you want to get out of bed. But he said before 10 o'clock. And then he said between 10 and 12 are some of our best productive hours. Those two hours, we have a high energy, we have focus, there's a lot of movement. Those are very good hours. He said then 12 to 3 are very solid hours. You can get a lot done at 12 to 3. Notice in his thing, he didn't make all the time equal. He looked at the efficiency of time. And then he said from 3 to 5 at the end of the day. Now, that's not counting evenings. If you're in ministry, of course, we know we have a lot of evenings. But here's what he said as a top salesman in his company. He said if he could make three cold calls over the phone, In each of those categories, that would be 12 calls a day. No matter how busy he was, he made 12 calls a day. And he said he stuck to that regimen, he stuck to that discipline, and for years and years and years, he was the top performer. Even though he had a lot of old customers, he continued to bring in new customers because all he did was before 10, he made three calls. Between 10 and 12, he made three calls. Between 12 and 3, he made three calls. And between 3 and 5, he made three calls. He connected with at least three people each time. Of course, I'm sure he got a lot of turndowns, but if you were doing 12 calls a day times 5, that's 60 calls a week. And if you do that times 4, well, you know, now you're in 240 calls a month, a little more actually when you average it out against the 52. But you begin to see how this breaks down, the logic of it, so that you're not exhausted. Uh, recently, I was having uh, lunch with a dear friend of mine who's doing very well in life and, you know, good things are happening, uh, a lot of exciting things going on. And and he was talking about some things that he really had to get done. He felt a little overwhelmed and he was listing them all. And I just said to him, I said, listen, all those things you just said, you could do them in one day. He looked at me and goes, you know, you're right. I said, so why not set a day in your calendar next week and say next week, I'm going to do those things on this day. I said, why don't you just pick next Tuesday and say, next Tuesday, I'm going to do those things. 
Now, somebody might say, well, what happens if he gets interrupted? Then he does it Wednesday or the first available day, but at least he gets started. The truth is that that stuff being spread out over time was just emotionally draining, but to attack it all in one day and accomplish it in one day is the way to do it. Uh, To many of my pastor friends, what I often say is you've got to have at least a couple days where you do certain things. Okay, maybe Monday is the day where you do all your reevaluations from Sunday and you meet with your leaders. Maybe Tuesday is the day where you do all your research for your message. Uh, you know, for me, Tuesdays and Thursdays, when I was a pastor, they were my people days. I would stack as many meetings as I could on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I would try to do all the personal one-on-one proactive meetings. I'm not talking about crisis meetings, but proactive meetings. That list of the 30 people that I either needed an hour with or 15 minutes, and very seldom, by the way, do you need more than an hour with anybody, okay? Uh, And I would just stack them, sometimes five, seven, eight meetings a day even, but that would be it for the week, pretty much, and then I could be in other proactive modes, planning, organizing, praying, studying, preparing, forecasting, strategizing, uh, doing all the things that I really want to do, and then, of course, those people things, are not a big drain. So you set certain days, certain days of the week, I'm going to do this. There may be something that you really like to do in ministry, you set the day. There may be something you really don't like to do in ministry, you set the day. And again, if you get interrupted, it just means you have a starting point to go back to so you know what in the world is going on, and that will really help you in your organization. So as you're looking at the whole year, begin to think of it as one day at a time. I'm going to assign this day. Teach us to number our days, O Lord, that we might incline our heart to wisdom. Stop being a time spender. Stop spending time and start being a time investor. You know what investors have in common? When they look at something they want to buy for themselves, they think, if I make an investment that investment will allow me to spend that down the road. So we all have to spend time. There's things we have to do that we're not necessarily wild about doing. They're necessary. They're not bad. Maybe they're not good. They're just things we have to do. We've got to cut the grass and change oil, so to speak. But, you know, if you invest enough time in other things, that gives you time to spend that will not hurt your time budget. But you've got to make the decision, looking at your daily calendar, what are the things that I do? And what days do I do them? For instance, I pay my bills on a certain day every week. Usually, that's Tuesday. That's the day I set aside. Sometimes that gets interrupted. Sometimes I start on Tuesday and I can't get finished. Some days I don't start on Tuesday because there was an interruption. But when I when that happens, I know that I'm in debt to Tuesday and I've got to go back and do it. So when you're pastoring and you've got people issues, you've got leadership issues that have been interrupted by the tyranny of the urgent, legitimate as it may be, you go, wait a minute, I got to pay the bills. I had to do that yesterday. So that guy that I put off on that meeting that it's more proactive, I'm going to fit that into the schedule. I'm going to make that happen rather than just see when it's going to happen again. So this is kind of a mentality, assigning a day. When God was angry with them because they were wasting time and not being good stewards, their prayer was, then teach us to number our days, O Lord, that we might incline our heart to wisdom. One of the signs of wisdom, 
if you want people to follow you, is that you're an efficient leader with an efficient schedule. You know how to say yes. You know how to say no. You're not responding all the time. You're not reacting all the time. You are leading. Of course, as a business owner, leading a family, civic organizations, all the same principles apply. Proper accounting leads to proper wisdom. This week, you've got seven days. You're not going to get any more, and you're not going to gain less. You've got 24 hours in each day, and each one of those hours has 60 minutes, and each one of those minutes has, you know, 60 seconds. That's just the way it's going to work. It's never going to change. So you have got to adapt to that. Get a passion for adapting to that. Begin to look at the schedule and say, well, instead of when I get around to it, you're going to read that book, when are you going to read it? Well, I'm going to spend Thursday afternoons from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock just doing some of my reading and research that I want to do, Okay. You're going to get interrupted, right? Sometimes, a lot of times. The amazing part is once you start doing it, you will not be interrupted as much because those things will not get your attention because you'll be more focused on what you're trying to accomplish. Look at that stack of books you want to read, and instead of saying when I get to it, just saying this is when I'm going to get to it. Stop thinking about that group of people or that guy you want to meet with and say this is when I'm going to do it. I'm meeting with seven people next week. Here's my top seven priorities that I'm going to meet with. Here's how I'm going to schedule that. Teach us to number our days, O Lord, that we might incline our heart to wisdom. Hey, this is Keith. So glad to spend 13 minutes and 14 seconds with you talking about inclining our heart to wisdom by assigning our days to work for the Lord. Lord bless you. Today, Keith began a conversation on time stewardship. Each day has 24 hours, no more, no less. The more variation you have in your life, the more disciplined you have to be in setting schedules. Stop spending time and start investing time. Begin to look at the schedule and change your mentality from when I get around to it to taking charge of your hours and planning them out. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, inourpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.